is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Our phone number for you is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. As always, you can bring up whatever is on your mind. That's the point here on Free Talk Live. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And nobody. Obviously, yesterday was a pretty big day with uh, people actually storming the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. We discussed it in quite a bit of detail. Uh, Vincent from Questioning Authority came on the show. We sat with him for an hour and, and talked about what happened there. But uh, since then, arrests have been made. Uh, multiple people targeted after the fact. You know, They didn't arrest them during mm-hmm. the event. But uh, Well, but it's hard on. to arrest people when they're surrounded by half a million of their closest friends. Was it half a million people? I don't know how many, how many people were there, but it was a lot of people. Okay, yeah, I'd heard hundred a hundred thousand, um, but you know, half a million isn't that far off from, from um, hundred thousand. So. Yeah, I mean, there is certainly. I mean, it's off by a factor of five. Yeah. if that was the proper number, but um, and it depends on how broadly you're defining it. I mean, the uh, the pictures that I've seen of the Capitol, not the insurrection itself. But when the, you say the uh, insurrection, you mean the people who went inside? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Obviously, only a fraction of them went inside. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but even but hundreds did, right? Uh, what hundreds went inside at least? Wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I would say Thousands? that hundreds went inside. Um, and uh, and you know maybe it was. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of people in D.C. People are upset about Mm -hmm. this. And, you know, I think although I don't agree with their cause, I think it may be a positive development because watching Ron Paul cheated uh, Mm -hmm. twice in 2008 and in 2012 was a big part of what changed me from a flag-waving constitution thumper to an anarchist because you know the bottom line is if if they uh if they don't play by their own rules then and they don't and yeah they don't and if they or just change the rules in order to make it impossible for people with your particular persuasion to um to succeed then you know there's no point in playing the game with them anymore mm. you know and uh and you know if if the constitution failed and clearly it did then uh then there's you know i don't see how another constitution is going to be uh going to be better i i just think it would be more than more of the same so that says to me that the solution is to make america states again and to uh you know hopefully have some control over you know the state that i'm in and that way people have options Mm -hmm. you know people who are liberal can move to states that went in a liberal direction people who are conservative can go to states that go in a conservative direction and people who are libertarian can come to new hampshire 
I, I love it. I mean, I think that's an idea. In fact, I saw Tom Woods, uh, who's a you know pretty big libertarian guy on on the internet. He's got his own podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, he mentioned you know mentioned secession in a recent tweet that he put out there. Mm-hmm. You know, saying that it's time to start talking about this again. And I I couldn't agree more. I think that now is uh, as good a time as ever. It was it was a good time for ten fifteen mm-hmm. years ago, but it's still a good time today, and maybe more so uh, for Woods people to talk Trumpy? about that. I don't know. I, I can't say for sure. I, I don't remember either. I know he was still I, at Porkfest, so yeah, I, I assume so. that he stayed. Uh, he was at Porkfest last year. Yeah. In 2020. Um, he was their guest speaker. In fact, he's talking about coming back in 2021. Nice. I hope he does. Oh, I like him. And that actually brings up an interesting point. And, but, and I have to I have to clarify myself to him, because last time I saw him, I said, nobody loves your show. And I realized that I don't know <laughs> he if he know cha- knows that I changed my name. So I just <laughs> want to make sure that I was clear, that he was clear that that on, on what the joke was there. Um, yeah, well, I don't know if he's listening, so you may have to tell him personally. Yeah, yeah, well, could be. But, uh, well, if you're out there and you happen to run into to Tom Webbs, yeah. uh, tell him that tell him that nobody really appreciate appreciates him. So uh, there was another <laughs> event at the State House today in Concord. Apparently, there's going to be a candlelight vigil happening right now uh, as we speak. It's supposedly kicked off at seven o'clock tonight Eastern. Uh, also at the New Hampshire State House. From what I understand, there were other State House goings on in other states uh, over the last day or two. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and it was, I believe there were some folks from the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence, at the very least, I know Carla Garrick, who is the president of that organization, was expected to be out there. Uh, now, I don't know if she had a chance to speak. I, obviously, I wasn't able to attend. My day was full of making phone calls to radio stations that yeah, had to be Sadly, made. nobody was expected to be there today, and he was not. Meaning, you're speaking of yourself in the I, third I person. I speak of me. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it even more confusing when you speak of yourself in the third person. Yes, uh, it's true. Yeah. It's true. But it's so much fun. <laughs> uh, and so there were, uh, you know, what looked like a maybe 100 or two people, 200 maybe maximum people out there. Seemed like a pretty good turnout for, uh, you know, cold wintry day here in new hampshire um i have not watched any of those speeches but there were some people who who spoke and i believe the purpose of the event was to protest the coronation of king sununu uh who was in a secret coronation this time instead of yeah (laughs) is that what it sounded like when they put the, the crown on his head uh, quite possibly. I mean, sh- crowns tend to be pointy, and they yeah. may have let some of the air out. <laughs> so, originally, the plan had been that there was going to be a public coronation of the king. Indeed. And, and his excellency uh, determined that it was too dangerous after a group of candlelight vigilists showed up out in front of his house last Monday uh, in order to have themselves a candlelight vigil, he sicked his men with guns on the candle-wielding foes. Arsonists! And- <laughs> They weren't even uh, lit candles, though. They were uh, they were they weren't fire candles. They were electric candles, meaning just you know little LED lights. Oh wow! Yeah. When danger reared its ugly head, he bravely turned his tail and fled. Sununu <laughs> ran away. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even there to begin with. Uh, he wasn't home at all, apparently. But yet there were you know more than a dozen, if not two dozen, state troopers who were sent to defend his empty casa. And we actually had uh, the guy that got arrested on a couple nights ago here on Free Talk Live to to tell the story. Uh, Savage Truth six hundred three from from that YouTube channel told mm. us all about that. So it was after that 
incident of the candlelight vigilists uh, at his house that Sununu announced that the what was going to be public outdoor coronation, which was supposed to be the first time it had ever been out outdoors because, you know, due to covid, they were going to have it outdoors. Mm-hmm. But then he decided that it was just too risky uh, for, quote unquote, the public, which, again, is code for the government. And right. uh, he so he decided he was going to have a secret coronation indoors with only the top, you know, the top goons from the Republican and Democrats to swear him in. And so apparently that's what happened today. So the protesters originally they had planned and I don't think it had to do with the candlelight vigil. Mm-hmm. I think what it had to do with was that they caught wind of what was going to actually happen, supposedly. What was planned to happen on his coronation was there were going to be men and women with guns who were going to stand in his way to prevent him from getting to whatever platform uh, or wherever. That was really? What, yeah, that was what the plan was. But it wasn't being kept very hush-hush. It was being talked about publicly. So wow. his agents found out. That there mm-hmm. was planning to be a essentially armed, you know, whatever you want to call that, insurrection or uh, yeah, refusal. I would call that an insurrection. I would call that a very risky maneuver. Yes, well, that's um, how far these people were willing to take it, uh, yeah. because because just the week prior they had declared independence. I don't know if you uh, heard about that, but there was I did a, hear about it. Yeah, there was a new declaration of independence that was read and signed on the state house steps, and many of those people were some of the people that were planning on coming and physically blocking Sununu from his coronation. So they caught wind of that, is what happened. It wasn't that there were people out at his house, because there have been people at his house for weeks. That's nothing new. But mm-hmm. the people with guns blocking his coronation, he didn't want that to happen. So they moved it indoors to a secret uh, in-his-office kind of thing that happened today. Wow. So that's what people were there protesting. If you want to weigh in, you can. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you dial toll-free if you want to join us here. You can do that. Actually, I said toll-free. I'm sorry. You can't do that now. (laughs) You can just call regular toll uh, if there's a toll, if you pay long distance. Yeah, if you're a normal person, you probably have a cell phone and you can still call toll-free. Probably. (laughs) 603-283-6160. Also, uh, Bitcoin hitting $40,000 today. It hit 40? It did. Wow. It hit 40 and then it fell all the way to 34. There was a quick sell-off from a lot of people that had probably set 40,000 as their sell you know, uh-huh. trigger. Uh, so there's a huge sell-off down to 34, and it immediately came back up to around 38, and then went back up over 39. So we're we're wow. sitting pretty uh, right now. Pretty, wow. Pretty strong. And I missed that whole thing. That's exactly the kind of thing my trading algorithm is designed to capitalize on. Yeah. If Bummer. You, yeah. If you blinked, you missed that one. <laughs> I did blink. Uh, so check out Bitcoin.com. That's where you can go to learn about cryptocurrency. And by the way, Bitcoin's celebrating its 12th birthday this week. So congratulations, Bitcoin. It's a great wow. way to celebrate year number 12 by cracking through $40,000. You can go to Bitcoin.com, learn the basics, click Get Started there at the top of the page at Bitcoin.com. Watch the two or three minute introductory video. And mm. you might want to watch more than one video. But if you just have five five minutes, you know, you can go and watch just that one. It'll give you the basics, give you a basic understanding and overview of mm. uh, cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. It's always nice when you... Uh 
when when you see a new high because basically that means that everybody who bought and held before that day made money. If they sold at that moment, they made money. Yeah, that's yes. true. Uh, but uh, we continue with your phone calls. We'll uh, we can get back further into what happened with. Uh, the protests and such. There was actually uh, Don- Donald Trump has been banned from uh, Facebook. I mean, not banned, but told he's not allowed to post until he's no longer president. Wow. Uh, on Facebook. So we'll tell you more about that coming wow. up. Wow. I don't think they've yeah. ever banned anybody for being president before. That's a interesting thing to put you in Facebook jail for. Yep. And uh, also a seventh grader has committed suicide. We'll uh, tell you what happened with that. Oh. But uh, Jim Davidson is on the line here calling us from Kansas. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Gee, Toto. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> Dorothy sends your best regards. Dorothy of Dorothy. Of, oh, I missed what oh. you said. I missed what you said. The there. Wizard okay. of Oz. Gotcha. I didn't hear. I was, I didn't was hear trying to play along. Sorry, I, <laughs> yeah. I probably shouldn't be so topical. No, I didn't hear the name. Go ahead. What What were you uh, calling about tonight? Well, I've been working on a project. Uh, we are calling it uh, "Voluntarists and Agorists Living in Absolute Non-Aggression Today" because that makes a nice acronym, Valiant. And uh, this week, we were asked by um, some of my friends on the internet, and I have gobs of those. Uh, One of them is in Maine, and she wants us to uh, put together a community there with her help. And so we have decided that it would be a good idea to also uh, look at New Hampshire, because, you know, adjacent uh, adjacent to Maine, you know. And, Mm. And I've heard over the years, I've heard that there are a few people in New Hampshire who are really dedicated to liberty. Oh, and yeah. Really cool. Today, I got a call from a realtor who uh, has a property with 70 acres. And you'll never guess the city and state. It's Keene, Keene, New Hampshire. I don't know if you ever heard of 70 this acres. Wow. 70 acres. Yeah. Do you know the gun club? Um, it's right across the, the road from the gun club is what I'm told. I'm not, oh, aware, wow. of a, I'm not aware of a gun club being in Keene. I suspect this is outside of Keene. Uh, it's probably just outside Keene. Yeah. I think I've heard of the place in mm-hmm. question. I think it's like Winchester technically, but you know, that's... Yeah. It's in Cheshire County, I'm told. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, zero map ferry brook okay or ferry brook road something like that uh i'm calling up nice. the pdf now to see so is can. this somebody who is the person who owns the 70 acres is looking to sell it and get out of here or they're a uh, liberty-minded person looking to create something there i'm a liberty-minded person looking to create something there and they are um as far as i know a landowner who is ready to unleash 70 acres they're not nice. asking very much for it. Mm-hmm. It's um, only um, eighty thousand okay. so, uh, dollars. Wow, that's kind of exciting because you know a good a good a little deal over a thousand dollars an acre. It's yep. just about a thousand dollars an acre. Yeah, I was planning on actually negotiating with them a bit and seeing if I couldn't um, mm-hmm. persuade so, them. That I mean, the, what's the, the plan here, Jim? What's what is you know what's the vision? Oh, well, the the vision is to create a community starting with a bed and breakfast and probably like RV pull-throughs and a campground, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then uh, lease individual plots of land uh, that are suited for home sites uh, for up to 999 years. 
Um, and the reason to do it as a lease rather than a subdivision is that you avoid having to register the subdivision with the um, with the county government mm-hmm. or whatever. I guess in New Hampshire it's townships. I don't know. You guys have like your own Yankee way of doing things. But over here in <laughs> it's Oklahoma, not even like the other one, we would have had to register all of the subdivision with the county, and then they would have approved our design for our roads on because we're going to build our own roads. I know it's strange. How, Something that isn't the government but who's talking gonna build about the roads? roads. But there we are. Um, it, yeah, it is uh, zero Ferry Brook Road, King, New Hampshire zero three four three one. I don't know. Somebody huh. should grab this. It's wow. it's actually seventy nine thousand nine hundred dollars for the seventy acres, and it's right there on Zillow. I just talked to uh, Clark Wolf today, who is the uh, who is the agent for this property. Hmm. So. Um, Amazing. I would totally love it if somebody wanted to buy that, and then I could work with them. But if mm. none of the people you know have eighty thousand dollars, we're actually putting together a project plan to um, to scope these things out in a bunch of places. Um, I've got a friend with eighty acres down in Belize. We've got a guy north of Toronto with a hundred acres. All right, an outfit, Jim. In, um, you know, let me play the skeptic here because. I've heard a lot of people talking about this very concept for a long time. Is there's always somebody there's always somebody talking about, oh, we ought to buy a big plot of land so people can have their tiny homes and they can have their RVs and we can have a libertarian, you know, neighborhood or whatever and it never turns into anything. So why is this one going to be different? Well, one of the things that I do differently that that actually Wendy McElroy just uh mentioned on uh, LinkedIn, because I posted about this there, and I and I, I uh, connected her on the LinkedIn discussion because she uh, used to write for the Libertarian Enterprise about uh, finding Galt's Gulch. She was actually converted to voluntarism or anarchy in 1970, reading um, Spencer McCallum's book, uh, The Art of Liberty. And Spencer and I worked together on the Somali Freeport Project back in the late 90s. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but Spencer passed away in December, um, age 96, down in Mexico. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of a a sad loss for the freedom community. But the the thing that um, that Winnie mentioned is that, you know, uh, the thing that that I do differently is I write business plans. All right, stand by. Um, We'll bring you back here. Hang on. We'll come back to you. Jim, hang on a second. We'll bring you back. We're going to bring you back. Just hang on. (laughs) I want to hear more about this. Because it sounds like he's actually serious about this. I mean, like a business plan. I've never seen that happen. It's usually just talk, 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 talk. So that would be the next step. Uh, He's actually put something down on a piece of paper. More coming up here in moments. You can share your thoughts with us. It's Free Talk Live. What if the United States and the Soviet Union had fought on land, sea, air, and the astral plane, struggled for dominion across parallel dimensions, or on the surface of the moon? What wonders would have been unveiled? What terrors would have haunted mankind from those dark and dismal dimensions? Come closer, peer through a glass darkly, and discover the horrifying alternative visions of World War III from some of today's greatest minds in science fiction, fantasy, and horror, Weird World War III. Available now from Bane Books at BaneBooks.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can, of course, bring up anything you want. 603-283-6160 is our number. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian with you. 
and nobody. And we're talking about uh, the idea of migrating people for liberty, which, of course, we're huge fans of. Uh, you and I, nobody, we moved here to New Hampshire over the last 15 years, 10, 15 mm-hmm. years. I think you came in, what, 08, 09? Uh, like I came in uh, early part of 09. 09. I came on Valentine's Day of uh, 09. Oh, so your anniversary's coming up then. It is. That's cool. It is. Uh, I moved up here in 2006, and it's been great being around people that actually care about freedom. It makes a huge difference when you have a real community. And, and we were talking mm-hmm. about secession earlier in the show here tonight. And then Jim Davidson uh, called in, who got a mention on the show. A caller had called in about this Valiant project, and you know, I was of course immediately skeptical. Uh, you know, <laughs> given that they, given that they were planning a move out to the Ozarks, I think it was. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's been a zillion of these move here projects. And it's always somebody wants everybody to move to where they already are. And that's, of course, what the guy was calling about because he was already living there uh, in this in this place. It's like, oh, everybody, uh, every libertarian should come here. And it's like, no, there's already thousands of us that have moved to New Hampshire. Why reinvent the wheel? But there's uh, people who will never move to New Hampshire that's true. who might move to someplace else. They might. For various they don't, reasons. But they might. You know. Generally, uh, they don't. Uh, there have been a there have been well, dozens of these things. Nobody. I mean, yeah. if you if you go to the move here, I don't, I don't like Facebook, but that's where Mark Edge, our co-host, created this page. He created a thing called the Move Here Project, mm-hmm. where every time somebody has one of these ideas, he when whatever he hears about it, he puts an entry on mm-hmm. the Move Here Project, and so you can like go down this list of years of these uh, Move Here projects. All of them sort of trying to do what the Free State Project has done here in New Hampshire, and every single one of them unsuccessful. Uh, over the years so i mean maybe somebody can get it right and jim you sound like you're pretty serious about doing this in actually multiple uh, cases so this isn't just the ozarks you're saying maine you're saying new hampshire um and you were just telling us a little bit more that you are somebody who writes business plans so you're more than just someone who's you know spitballing an idea on the phones here so tell me more why should you know people take this seriously well, one of the things about my background that uh, a lot of people don't know, they associate me with the liberty movement or they associate me with um, the space movement because I used to work for astronauts down in Houston and did a bunch of interesting projects on space. But um, I got my start in 1986 in real estate development working for Ayrshire Real Estate, uh, which was David Hanner Jr.'s company. and They were developing single-family residence uh, subdivisions. Houston doesn't have a zoning, so the real estate development industry there is um, very, very happy to do all kinds of, of new projects. And they build roads down there all the time. Private sector builds the roads and then, in my opinion, rather stupidly gives the roads to the county government as part of, I don't know, making the Homeowners Association into a little uh, bastion of, of anti-democracy. Mm-hmm. But um, I also worked for Altair Development in Friendswood, Texas. And then I, I, I worked on this whole Somali Freeport project with Michael Van Notten and Spencer McCallum. We actually traveled in Africa. We actually found places where we could locate a, a port, put a toll road in that would go to a landlocked country, and, you know, we spent a lot of time making a very sincere effort, planning out all of the equipment we would need. I was actually in um, Djibouti City in August of 2001, and for various reasons, I was advised to leave the country and go back to the United States. 
And I did. And um, had I had a funny feeling about it. It didn't make any sense to me at the time. Now, looking back on it, I was in Texas when people started hitting planes into buildings and, mm-hmm. and you know, two, two planes hit buildings in New York and three buildings fell down, that kind of thing. Um, which, um, you know, I was, I was glad not to be in Africa at the time. Mm. Uh, later, uh, NATO general Tommy Franks said in October of 2001 that, uh, NATO policy should be to bomb all the port facilities in Somalia, mm. which um, dramatically changed the uh, investment posture of sure. everybody who worked with us. They they stopped wanting to invest. I know. It's so weird, you know? It's yeah, well, where bombs are dropping, money tends to not want to go. Yeah, uh, I'm so. sure that they uh, became less fond of Americans when they, when you know, America or the American government started bombing them too. So, uh, okay, so you want to do one of these uh, valiant projects, and, and what does it stand for again? It was uh, quite a mouthful. Voluntarists and agorists living in absolute non-aggression today. Okay. Wow. So the plan is buy a large piece of property, but more than one, not just New Hampshire, but other places, and then right. market that to freedom-loving people to come to? Correct. And do some development. Uh, <clears throat> for instance, at the property in Oklahoma, we have at the front of the property a bed and breakfast. We're planning self-storage um, sheds and mm-hmm. then also a campground with RV pull-throughs so people can come and visit the property they're looking at decide whether it's for them, get to know what it feels like living in that area by camping or staying in an RV or staying in a bed and breakfast. Um, And uh, that's the same sort of thing that we would be doing there um, in New Hampshire at the property that that I got in touch with today. The property um, seems to be at a good price. Now, I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to scare you away or anything like that, because obviously I would love to have this uh, happen, but... You know, Keene isn't exactly the most freedom-friendly town in all of New Hampshire. I've heard that. Mm. I have heard that the people in the government of Keene don't actually like freedom. No. And they want us all to be slaves. It's one of the true? It's one of the most heavily taxed cities in New Hampshire. Like, if, if you were going yeah. to buy a piece of Although property— Although you would not be subject to Keene taxation where you're talking about. Why not? He's going to be in the Keene city limits. Is it within the Keene yeah, City? That's what I'm up. told, is that yeah. it's within the city limits. And the it's Keene, at the very um, end, the very I was told the end. code enforcement officer at Keene City Hall would be the one to talk to about whether or not we would ever be allowed to put RV pull-throughs on this piece of land. Yeah, that, <sighs> that's what you're going to come up against, is the regulators are not likely going to be happy with this uh, proposal, and you'll have to like bribe them or whatever <laughs> if it's ever going to even happen legally which is another question as to whether or not you care about that sort of thing. But if you do, then it will likely be a fight, I suspect. Well, I'm hoping that we can get some support from the Cheshire County Shooting Sports Education Foundation because they're directly across the road. Mm -hmm. And Mm. they might like having people who are sympathetic to shooting sports. They might. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, especially in... uh in Cheshire County. I think it's a fantastic idea. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, if this comes to fruition, um, I think I might well be among your first residents there. Um, uh, you know, assuming you want to have me. Um, I, I think it's a fantastic idea. I so, love it. So what are, what is the next step for you on this, Jim? 
Well, I have to say, first of all, yes, we would we would love to have you as a resident. I mean, I mean, goodness, uh, who wouldn't? And you are you are Pope. Nobody, there are right? a few. I mean, <laughs> so what's it the... just seems like an irresistible opportunity, and and we could have you like be a spokesmodel. You could stand out on the street and say, uh, "Come one, come all." You know, see how it is to live in the in the valiant way. Groovy. Yeah, that's cool. And you are right next to a main uh, main thoroughfare, which is Route 9. And so it wouldn't surprise me if there was some fiber internet connectivity uh, that would be in the area there, I suspect. Um, so it's, you're not too, too far away from, from civilization, so to speak, uh, in that case. So what's the next step on this, Jim? Well, the next step, as always, is to put the details of the business plan together. And that fellow who called in before, Mike Swadek, is our engineer. He's our chief engineer. And so now that I have uh, from uh, Chuck Wolf the uh, extensive uh, maps of the property showing all of the existing easements of record and uh, et cetera, um, I'm going to ask um, Mike to look at the topographical. That's uh, one of his favorite things to do is to look at topo maps. Right on. And, uh, the music means we keep us about to be where lost. Keep us in the loop, Jim, on this as, uh, as it develops. Definitely appreciate it. I, I hope this one works out. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live, the number for you, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian and nobody here to talk to you about whatever happens to be on your mind. We, of course, were just talking about a favorite topic of ours, which is the idea of migrating as many freedom-friendly people, liberty-loving folks, libertarians, voluntarists, liberty-loving anarchists to the same geographic area. And we chose. Are there non-liberty-loving anarchists? Yes, there are. Ooh, they call themselves anarcho-communists. Many of them do, from what ah. I understand. Well, I don't know. I've found two groups amongst them, mm-hmm. and one I have no problem with, yep. and the other I have issues with. the The ones that I have no problem with are the ones who uh, kind of go by the old hippie ideal that it's like well we're gonna start a place and and have a little commune and we're gonna gather our friends to live there great and we're all gonna share with each other and that's a wonderful thing sure from my point of view that's just forming a forming an extended family right great then there are the people who want to force unwilling others to participate and right for those people i have no use except fertilizer um <laughs> yeah so uh yeah I, i'm with you on that one nobody if if the uh, if you're somebody who wants to just be a voluntary communist fine by all means i mean there have been communes for decades most of them fail but some of them have actually succeeded uh over the years so it can be done um yeah. and in general most things fail at least sure. in the long term but but yet they serve a purpose while they exist, and people live yeah. there, and they and they have a good time, and then they don't have a good time, and and they stop living there. Uh, but they lived there for a while, and yeah. and that was nice. 
So the uh, the whole idea here is to you know get as many people to migrate as possible. If you want to join us, 603-283-6160 is the number to call into the show. Uh, and you can bring up anything, of course, that you want to talk about. Now, there is still stuff in the news worth talking about tonight. And Donald Trump, of course, has been uh, the topic of discussion in, well, the last several years, but specifically in recent days uh, regarding what happened in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Even though he didn't call for any kind of destruction, uh, he didn't call for people to invade mm-hmm. invade the, uh, the Capitol building, that uh, people did that anyway, and yet Donald Trump's getting all the blame for it. Yeah, I mean, it was quite the opposite. He he called for them to cut it out and go home, basically. Yeah. And social media, interestingly enough, took his statement to cut it out and go home down. That's right. They took it offline, claiming that his statement was inciting violence. Right, which is obviously what stop the violence and go home means. Yeah. So there's an update on this social media situation where CNN is reporting that Facebook and Instagram have decided to ban Donald Trump's account from posting for at least the remainder of his term in office and perhaps indefinitely. This according to a blog post by... Okay, how can it be perhaps indefinite? Because if it might be indefinite, then it's definitely indefinite until it becomes definite. (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg. The boss man over there at Facebook actually made the blog post himself, according to the post. Quote, we believe the risks of allowing the president to continue and use our service during this period are simply too great. Therefore, we are extending the block we have placed on his Facebook and Instagram accounts indefinitely and for at least the next two weeks until the peaceful transition of power is complete. Interesting. Wow. It's, uh, I mean, the media and, and they are part of the media in, uh, the the social social media, media. um, the, the media's, uh, treatment of, of Trump. And I say this as somebody who does not have any love for the man, um, you know, he's, uh, but the media has been absolutely, um, amazing during the trump presidency it's been four years of autistic screeching mm-hmm. um and the uh and not just that just the abandonment of any journalistic uh uh journalistic standards has been amazing i was reading in some ostensible uh journalistic uh organ today that um you know he falsely claims that uh, that the election was rigged, and as a man who believes that all elections have been rigged at yeah. least since Kennedy, um, a I think that's nonsense. But b it's it's absolutely amazing that they can just flatly state as a fact mm-hmm. that there was no no fraud. No, involved not our government. In they this would never election when. There's fraud involved in every single election ever, Yeah, you know, at least on some level. And as I say, I think it's I mean, I watched uh, the cooperative effort between both parties in the media to cheat Ron Paul. And uh, that 
uh, I I will never trust an election again sure. after after watching that. Well, that wasn't even the election. That was uh, the the primary, and that was just people yeah. screwing over the Ron Paul mm-hmm. uh, primary people in the Republican meetings and such. They would turn off their mm-hmm. microphones and change the rules at the last minute, and uh, just, there was no fairness whatsoever to that process. Yeah, and and so basically. Uh, and and that's generally been the 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 strategy of of the master class, if you will, is that to basically rig the primaries of both parties mm-hmm. and then come down to a situation where they don't care which party wins. You know, they're in uh, control of both candidates. Exactly. So and and it's very easy to rig the primaries because all you have to do is subvert the uh, the national committees of the parties. They are legally permitted. The courts have decided to rig their own primaries. Mm. And since they have made themselves the only game in town by uh, by colluding to cheat every other party and disenfranchise every person who is neither Democratic nor Republican um it's uh they've got a lock on power and they will have a lock on power until they are removed from power probably by force i can't imagine yeah, I mean, that the, it will happen in any other way there's no there's no way the united states is ever going to be more than a two party system because it's going to fail before anything else happens i mean the, you can already see it starting right like the cracks are starting to show what happened yesterday two days two days ago I don't think anyone would have predicted that people would be carousing through the Capitol building, breaking windows, and sitting in Pelosi's chair, and sitting in uh, whichever chair it is at the front of the, the house, you know, and, and taking away the, po- the, pod- the speaker's podium and things like that. No one would have seen that coming. I, well, nobody did see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, not specifically. I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily mentioned the podium mm-hmm. or or Nancy Pelosi's chair. Uh, but you know, I predicted that no matter who won this coming election, that there would be violence, um, and that whatever side won would claim it was a perfect election with not a single vote of fraud and that whoever lost would claim that the election was oh, was yeah. rigged. So well, that much I saw coming and the, I'm talking about the, specifically like specifically taking over the capital. violence I expected. I was surprised somewhat that the protesters got inside that's what I'm talking uh, about. The Capitol, it's not hard to predict but, violence. We knew but, violence was coming. Yeah, but when, but when, if you watch the video of that happen, they were allowed inside the Capitol, just like. Are the, you sure? Because they were definitely like smashing windows and you know breaking down well, doors. They were, but there were also places where the police let opened the gates mm-hmm. and posed for selfies with them. What do you think was going on with that? Um, I don't know, but it's it forms certainly a pattern. Uh, for example, there's no way that the autonomous zone in uh, that formed in Seattle, Seattle could have been formed. I mean, those kids weren't armed. The, they actually did arm up. I uh, mean, they they were a few of them were armed, mm-hmm. but they were not an armed fighting force that no. could have driven out a professional police force mostly composed of combat veterans with ar-15s 
prepared but in DC there were way more people combat. than in Seattle. I mean, in Seattle uh, there were not a near, nowhere near as many. Right. We're talking about and they could have thousands. done a lot, and they probably could have gotten into the capital by force. But my belief is that at least in some quarters they were wanted in the capital, not by Donald Trump. But by Nancy Pelosi. Really? Her side. 603-283-6160. It's an interesting theory. If you want to weigh in with your thoughts, you're welcome to join us here. Hour number two is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Go there now. Click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find a cornucopia of information neatly organized for your needs. If you're a knowledgeable crypto user, check out news.bitcoin.com where you can get the latest headlines. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a slick and easy-to-use website, all put together by the best minds in the business to teach you about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin.com. It is Free Talk Live, and phones are open for you at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. And nobody. Free Talk Live brought to you by AnyPay. Just got a business uh, here in Keene set up with AnyPay tonight, as a matter of fact. Nice. Uh, And you can do that. It's actually a little bar and grill inside a local casino. That oh, is now okay. taking cryptocurrency here in Keene, thanks to AnyPay. And the setup is super simple. Uh, all you have to do is go to AnyPayInc.com and learn more about AnyPay. In fact, you don't even have to go to their website. You can just download the app. You can go to your Google or Apple App Store, search for AnyPay Take... Oh, I'm sorry. It used to be Take Crypto. AnyPay Cash Register. That's what they're calling it now. AnyPay Cash Register. And uh, just download the app to your device on which you would like to accept payments and or your own personal phone. And you can just set it all up from right there. And it's so simple. You just plug in your cryptocurrency addresses. They, they now support Litecoin, by the way. So uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV, Dash, and Litecoin. Five different options to accept do- those different cryptos from your customers. If you don't like one of them, you don't have to use it. You can just accept the ones you want. Uh, and uh, makes it super easy for your customers to pay. So download the AnyPay Cash Register app. As we continue here, uh, your calls are welcome. 603-283-6162, your phone calls. We go to Bad Slave, calling us from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Nobody. Hello? Bad Slave. Bad Slave going once. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, we have you. Go ahead. Hang on. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, turn up the volume. Okay, we hear How you. How you guys doing? Good. What's on your mind tonight? Great. Well, um, I mean, somebody would told me, and and I, I wouldn't be surprised if if there was one and a half million people, mostly Trump supporters, very you know the the vast majority of Trump supporters, I you know in the ninety plus percentile range. And and so for there to be the tiny bit of damage that was done, and and it appears that the people that were doing the damage were likely uh, folks that uh, were uh, trying to pretend like they were MAGA, but actually were uh, 
in fact, Antifa or now, this BLM is a, or whatever. This is an interesting conspiracy theory, but is there any actual evidence for it? Well, I, they they showed they actually showed video of 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 people, mega people, trying to grab this guy, and and you know the people were pointing at him and saying he's Antifa, he's Antifa. I don't know, but but I which you know, guy were they I, grabbing? I, they were grabbing the guy that was trying to break the glass. Okay, it was like the it was like the glass breaker at the. Uh, you know, in, in, in Minneapolis with the, uh, what, what was the auto zone? Mm-hmm. You know, you watched all yeah, that. Yeah, the auto zone guy was, was a cop. definitely made is, as a cop. Yeah, I think this is the same kind of thing, that there were some, you know, false flaggers mm-hmm. that, that, you know, I don't think that, that most of the MAGA people would be at all interested well, in actually uh Damaging. Sure, I, uh, but what you said there was report, that most of the uh, MAGA people, you said most of the MAGA people would not be interested. So it's possible that some of them would be. Well, right? uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that number is higher than most. Maybe it's all. I don't know. I, I, the, the fact is, is that, is that the MAGA people have almost, you know, they're always peaceful. Uh, you know, that's a ridiculous <laughs> statement. <laughs> it's a ridiculous statement. I would not say that the Proud Boys are always peaceful. Um, I don't believe everything that's said that, about them they, in but, but the media, are, but certainly but they are, are. They believe in self-defense. I don't argue with that. That's not okay. Being, but look, uh, the fact is, a bunch of these Proud Boys. They absolutely want to get into a fight. I mean, that's the reason I, why they show up at some of these things. And so do the, uh, the oh, Antifa. Absolutely. They all and, want to fight each other. You know, the chief proud boy recently robbed a church. Um, really? Yeah, you stole a uh, a uh, Black Lives Matter flag oh, from a church okay. and burned it and got wow. arrested for that. Yeah, what do you have to say to that, bad slave? Uh, um, to... Uh, what did what what did you say happened? Oh, uh, the the guy who uh, the, the proud boy the, guy, the top proud boy, just got arrested for uh, stealing a flag from a church and and burning it. And now I don't think they're as bad as the media says they are necessarily, but I wouldn't say they're entirely the, uh, entirely the, peaceful what, either. What what were the politics of the flag? Uh, it, it was matter. Black Lives Matter, but nonetheless, it it's not a peaceful act I agree. to steal property. But I, but the fact is, is that there's there's one thing of burning a building down, and the, and at the other end of that is burning a flag. But now, what are the, the politics of the building? Easily, the the guy could have <laughs> easily replaced the flag and paid some penalty and walked mm-hmm. away from it, and nobody would be harmed. But but that's not the options with with regards to how they react okay well now you're just making an excuse for stealing a flag i well i'm not making any excuses i'm just saying that the actual cost of of the measure okay but your statement earlier was false okay your statement earlier was false claiming that people who are in favor of donald trump are somehow you know, totally peaceful, and then there's nobody among them who would do anything destructive or violent. And that's just patently ridiculous. Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, 603-283-6160 is the number here. In any group of thousands of people, 
mm-hmm. you're going to have a range of opinions. You're going to mm-hmm. have some people who think it's entirely fine to just beat up somebody. You're going to think you're going to have some people who say, hey, don't hurt somebody. This is, you know, a peaceful protest. You're going to have some people who think it's okay to destroy property and others who say, no, we should only be destroying government property and others who mm-hmm. say, no, don't destroy any property. You're going to find a wide range of beliefs in a group of 100,000 human beings. Yeah, even in my group of 200 at the uh, or however many it was at the 420 rally, yep. there were times when I was very much concerned that things were going to get out of control. And right. there were times when I intentionally blew the crowd off because because I was concerned about it and was like, okay, well, let's go, let's all go home now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, but and and the thing is, you can't plan a protest. No, you know, because you might say, okay, let's all go home now, and they might say, no, nah, nope. we don't think so. <laughs> yeah, and that's that is an issue that people have been coming up against in, in for forever mm-hmm. when it comes to protests. Whenever you have a thing and it's in public, you don't get to control who shows up. Any yeah. instigator. Anyone who is actually against your beliefs can show up, pretend to be you. And that's what he was suggesting is that there was, you know, so-called Antifa amongst the the Trumpers. And that could be true. Yeah. Um, but anybody could show up and it could be somebody who te- technically agrees with you but doesn't agree with your methods and wants to do something to agitate or wants to yeah. do something to destroy a thing or a person or whatever. Yeah. And the bottom line is, even if there were some uh, agents provocateur, which I suspect there were, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the sort of thing the government loves to do. Um, And have done plenty of times. They've done it many times to many groups, to every group that disagrees with them. Um, But, you know... The, the bottom line is when there are agents provocateur, there are generally also sincere adherents who go along with them, mm-hmm. cut off, caught up in the moment or not right. knowing that what the optics are going to be look like, look like for the other side. What I hope will come out of this, if nothing else, is that the MAGA people will take another look at Black Lives Matter and ask themselves what do they really know about the people who were on the ground? Because I know there are some bad people involved in running the Black Lives Matter website. Certainly, mm-hmm. there are some trained some Marxists, yeah. which, you know, is, well, not something I'd brag about. Yeah. But, uh, but the, uh, you know... The, the people on the ground are just people who don't want to be shot and don't want to have their families shot and they're scared and that's wh- and they're mad and that's why they're out there. 603-283-6160. If you want to join the show, you can bring up what you want. Your comments welcome. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. 603-283-6160 is our number. It's 603-283-6160. And you can join us uh, online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And nobody. So we just found out uh, there during the break that Donald Trump is back on Twitter to concede the election. 
Yes, yes, very interesting. Now, personally, I've got a theory. Mm-hmm. I've always got a theory. Yeah, what's that? My theory is that they said that they would only let him tweet if he tweeted his concession. And he yep. held out as long as he could. <laughs> but his addiction wore out. He won out. He had to had tweet. To he had to tweet something. Yeah. And if that was the only thing he could tweet, he, would, he would tweet, tweet it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first guy who licked a toad to get high. It's like, okay, I'm going to lick this toad. I've licked everything else in the house. <laughs> <laughs> he really does love to tweet. Uh, so that's it. I think you're right. I think that's a, that's a legitimate theory. I, I consider it valid. Uh, that's what happened. So I, I'm not going to play it on the air. I mean, it's a, a nearly three minute long speech about how, uh, you know, oh, you know, he does. He's against all of the destruction and people are going to be prosecuted in law and order and he'll be involved in a peaceful yeah. transition of power. So if anybody was expecting Donald Trump to do anything except walk away, that's mm-hmm. that's all he's going to do. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny because the. The law is in a state of disorder, and mm-hmm. it has been for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's not getting better either. It's not getting better, and it won't get better. And hopefully, you know, the people who thought that Trump was going to be their savior, just as I thought that Ron Paul was going to be our savior, um, will realize that action through the political system is doomed. Because mm-hmm. the uh, not only is the political system rigged, uh, the media is rigged, everything in the country is rigged, the major corporations are rigged, everything. Don't you think Donald Trump is part of that rigged process? That he was a selectee? I a select don't D? know. He may have been, he may have been a Judas Goat. Mm-hmm. Um, designed basically to discredit the uh, the right and and mm. uh, you know usher in communism, mm-hmm. uh, or he may have left. done that accidentally. Yeah, could um, be. I'll tell you this: at the very end of his speech, he does sort of he he tries to tease people that oh well, this is just the beginning, that this isn't mm-hmm. the end of of Donald Trump. The suggestion being that he'll be back. That he's going to yeah. come back for another round. So stick with the country. Stick with America. Don't leave. Don't secede. I mean, he didn't say that overtly, uh-huh. but he did suggest at the very end that this was just the beginning, that it's not mm-hmm. over yet. And the thing is, America will remain a, a nightmare until such time as at least some states leave mm-hmm. because the left does not want to be ruled by the right and the right does not want to be ruled by the left Mm -hmm. and they've rigged the game so that the center hasn't a chance right so what's left but to end the game say we're done at least let some country let some states go right just fold put the cards down walk away from the table yeah and call it a day you know, and this isn't thermodynamics, which, yeah. you know, the three rules of thermodynamics can pretty much be broken down to you can't win, you can't break even, and you can't stop playing the game. Well, we can, we can. stop playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and as they proved yesterday in D.C., all you need is numbers. All you need is enough people to disobey, to non-cooperate, 
mm-hmm. to fail to go along to get along anymore, and it changes everything. You know, yeah. it changes yeah. everything. Yeah, that's that's absolutely the uh, absolutely the case. Um, you know, if, if there's two hundred Americans for every cop mm-hmm. and soldier. Is it you only know. 200? Oh, and soldier. Okay, if you factor yeah, if, in soldier. So uh, that's including the army. And that's not including the fact that if there were a real insurrection, an insurrection with leadership, an insurrection with an agenda, mm-hmm. that some people in the military would be uh, would prefer it mm-hmm. to the status quo, and some cops would prefer it to the status quo. Yes, yeah. would they actually switch is another question. Would they switch sides or I think or just they prefer? would if they thought there was a chance of of losing. Mm-hmm. The question is, you know, if basically if it ever comes down to the point where more Americans than cops are willing to lay down their lives, then it's over for them. Yeah. It's over for them. Yeah. And and at that point they would be well advised to go with the winning side. Indeed, and we will, of course, keep our eyes on these developments as they continue, because I think you're right, nobody, this is going to get pretty ugly, uh, mm-hmm. where you know now you've got the Biden administration coming in, and yep. apparently the Democrats won in Georgia, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, there was a special election that, uh, that went on, very close election, but mm-hmm. the Democrats won, which I believe puts them in charge of Congress, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it it's, does. I'm, I'm so large with the not caring very much yeah. about Democrat versus Republican because you know it just comes down to two groups of people that want to impose things on me yeah. that I don't want any part of. Yeah, I don't want either of them to rule my life. Not interested in the least. Uh, but now is going to be a good time to start reaching out to the right about things like secession. Um, now yes. is a time where they're going to be ripe for that particular message, which is why I was glad to hear that some of the secessionists were out at the protest here in New Hampshire uh, earlier this morning at the uh, the state capitol. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it is time now. And, and unfortunately, you know, with, with Trump doing what he did at the end of that speech, saying that, oh, well, this is just the beginning, he's trying to rope people to stay in. He's trying yeah. to say, hey, you know, he's got the bait that he's, he's swinging out there saying, hey, look. This- and he's a masturbator. Yeah, yeah, you guys have a chance. <laughs> you guys have a chance to take this back. And, and it, that's what I want to tell you is just give up on taking it back. Yeah. Forget about Washington, D.C. and talk about start talking about your local state and getting out. Yeah, because any victory at the national level will be temporary right. for the at Democrats best. or the Republicans. Yeah. So. Every Republican needs to remember every election that even if they win, there's going to be another Obama. And every Democrat needs to remember that even if they win, there's going to be another Trump. Well, the other thing is not only is the victory temporary, but the bureaucracy uh, imposed during that time is permanent. So when these mm-hmm. Democrats pass new programs and the Republicans pass new programs, those programs don't get shut down. They don't mm-hmm. get they don't get uh, smaller over time. They just change hands. And the, the closest bigger. you come to immortality is a government program. And Indeed. the man who said that, Ronald Reagan, it's still illegal to open carry in California, and he signed that law to stop the Black Panthers. We will continue. Your thoughts are welcome. Our number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Where do you go from here? Uh, If you want to weigh in, you can. 603-283-6160 here on Free Talk Live. 
Having taken her father's throne, Sarah Calhoun has fallen out with one of her best allies, and her brother Nathaniel heads into Imperial Philadelphia with a reckless plan. Her uncle Thomas, armed with new powers and new allies, aims to remove Sarah from her throne and from the world of the living. To survive and to gain the strength she needs to fight an impossible war, Sarah must unite the Mound Builder Kings to enact an ancient rite that will propel her beyond mortality. Servant Daughter by T.J. Butler is the newest entry in the Dragon Award-winning Witchy War series from Bane Books at BaneBooks.com. This is Free Talk Live, inviting you. If you want to join us here, you can do that. Our number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Donald Trump banned indefinitely from the Facebook and Instagram platforms, although Twitter has let him back on so he could post a video of him conceding the election. That is his latest post there. Uh, with you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And nobody. And you've heard us talking about Divi here on Free Talk Live. Perhaps you want to try setting up one of their easy-to-deploy masternodes. It just doesn't get any easier uh, than what I've seen over at Divi, and I've gone through the process. It is super simple. Even You can even do it on Windows which uh, makes it really amazing that uh, that's even a possibility. Uh, but Divi made that possible. You can go to DiviProject.org. Now, what is a masternode? It's where you're running a special node on the network to provide services to the Divi network, and you get compensated uh, for those services. Again, it's DiviProject.org, D-I-V-I Project. Dot org and you can connect with their Telegram channel. And if you want, buy Divi directly from the Divi team there. Or, of course, you can go to several exchanges. But if you're going to buy a lot of Divi, then it's definitely the best to do it what they call over-the-counter. That way you don't push up the price on the exchanges. DiviProject.org. As we go back to your calls and thoughts, we got Tom. He's in Florida. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Nobody. Oh, what's up, guys? I'm glad I was able to get on with uh, you guys, uh, you and nobody in particular, especially on this topic of the Capitol and it being stormed uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I know everybody in a lot of places wants to um, spin it however they want to see fit and spin it. Um, I personally believe that um, if the cops let him in or not let him in, you know, um, during the BLM and Antifa pro- uh, um, uh, um protest, which I'm glad um, no cops killed any BLM or Antifa, but four people were killed yesterday. Mm. And I'm not saying that's that I'm not knocking Antifa or BLM, but people are saying, oh, well, the government didn't do enough, and then and Trump called the National Guard and everything, and he didn't do that with Antifa and all them. He was threatening to, but then when they came and they say, oh, it's all Trump's fault and all this and that, no, I think it's, you know, um, just people upset with the system, um, and as nobody's been talking about the past couple of weeks, I mean, he's like, he can't, I mean, I think he, I mean, I'm not trying to quote him, but some something in the words of, I can't people haven't, can't believe people haven't stormed the Capitol yet. And now they finally did, but thank God they did have a little... Did you actually say that, you know nobody, what? in if recent that weeks? Did, really did. BLM or Antifa, they would have burnt the Capitol down. They would have set fire to it while they were inside. 
I don't I don't know if that's What do you guys think? I don't I don't know if that's the the case, but you know, I mean, certainly enough people have been murdered by the government that I would not be upset if somebody burned down the Capitol personally. Me um, neither. I mean, the 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 uh It's a shame they didn't. The, the the government murders people on a regular basis. The government imprisons people for weed. For things that are trivial lifestyle decisions that people make for themselves and have every right uh, to make for themselves. So, you know, yeah, I, I think that's one area I you and I know. are going to agree on. Nobody yeah. after, uh, you know, disagreeing with uh, regards to violence against people. I don't care what happens to the government buildings. Oh, no, I, I don't care. I don't either. It would actually warm my heart. <laughs> to see that thing on fire because you know what those scumbags did they went right back in there after the national guard secured the area they got rid of all the you know the protesters or whatever there there was of course a uh, a curfew in dc last night and mm-hmm. the national guard came in they locked down the building and those scumbag politicians were right back in there doing the same old crap they were doing just three hours before yeah yeah probably a lot of nice corporate handouts and in this case, it was certifying the uh, the election, which uh, Trump has now conceded. Go ahead, uh, Tom. Agreed with you guys. Yeah, you you guys are right on it. Yeah, they went right back to business as usual. Um, I just thought that that showed the um, the protesters were just trying to get a point across. Now, next time, they might not be so nice. So um, maybe these guys didn't learn their lessons this time. Mm. But like nobody would say... Um, keep testing the people, keep pushing people in the chest. It doesn't matter who you are, black, white, or brown. You know, um, Americans will come together. And at that point in time, um, these politicians really got something to worry about then. And thank you guys for Free Talk Live, and I love you. Let's keep freedom going, baby. Thanks, dude. Thanks, bro. Appreciate the call tonight, Tom. Our phone number is 603-283-6160. So again, Trump uh, has been banned from Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO over there, actually took to a blog post saying that the risks are too great to allow President Trump to continue using our service. They say, therefore, we've extended the block we placed on his Facebook and Instagram accounts indefinitely. And for at least the next two weeks, until the peaceful transition of power is complete, they uh, say here on Twitter, or rather on CNN, that it marks a major escalation by Facebook as it and other platforms have come under intense pressure from advocacy groups and prominent figures to ban Trump following his inflammatory rhetoric, encouraging insurrection, which he never did. I don't know why they keep saying he was encouraging insurrection. He told people to, to respect the cops and to go home. Yeah, I mean they've been I mean they've been lying about Trump for 4 years. Yeah. And and you know, it it almost gives it gives me a little bit of sympathy for the guy until I remember that he bombs vi- that right. he orders the bombing of villages with children in them. Um, yep. you know, just like the guy before him and the guy before him. Uh but yeah, they lie through their teeth about Trump on a regular basis and they've abandoned all pretense of of objectivity. 
Yeah, all he ever did from what I've seen in the last couple of days was encourage people to come to D.C. He encouraged people to come and protest or whatever, but he didn't encourage them to destroy anything or raid the the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, he called in the National Guard. I mean, and yeah. he's and I'm not saying that that's what he should have done necessarily. Like, I'm with you on this. I, I would, you know, would have been nice to see uh, people go a little bit further than uh, than they actually did. But, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't. And Trump wasn't calling them for them to do any of those things, but it doesn't matter anyway. And they they they've been waiting for their chance to to censor uh, Trump. I mean, this is this is oh, yeah. just them jumping the gun. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, they've been they've been putting, um, you know, they've been putting statements by their uh, by their so called right. fact checkers on his. Uh, on his uh, statements for a long time, saying, you know, uh, you know, they on one side he'll he'll say something about the election was rigged, and they'll say, oh, that's disputed. But you know what? When somebody on the other side says, uh, oh no, the election wasn't rigged, they don't say that's disputed. Mm-hmm. Well, both sides are disputing. You know, and and I, as an objective observer, can see that both sides dispute the other's opinion. So why is only one side being marked as disputed? It takes two sides to dispute. Now, what Trump should have done, and he should have done it a long time ago, because it's a little late in the game now. What he should now. have done is ended all the wars, ended the war on drugs, ended taxation, yeah, closed sure. the doors on the on the uh, on the government, gone he's, home. He's not a libertarian, so no, he's that, not. Those were never even an option. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, in regards to social media, what he should have done, uh, and a while ago, because this was obvious, this was what these you know Twitter and Facebook were, have been waiting for. They've been wanting mm-hmm. to do this to him for a long time, but they just didn't do it because, well, he was the president. They would do it to anyone else in a heartbeat. Uh, but uh, what he should have done was should have got on an alternative platform like Mastodon and created an account on a uh, or put his own Mastodon instance up mm-hmm. and created an account on a thing that could not be taken down by corporate uh, tech overlords. And then he would have been completely, you know, he would have then he could have then promoted it on Twitter because now he may not ever get access to the account again. He could have promoted it on Twitter with his, I don't know how many millions of followers and said, hey, come on over here and follow me on this other platform that I have control over. And then they never could have taken his voice away from him there. Yeah, I mean that's what I want to see Dave Ridley do, and uh, you Dave's know, doing that. I'm down. Doing yeah, that. I'm downloading all his videos right now from YouTube. So that's very cool. So they'll be saved. All right. So six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. If you want to weigh in on social media ruling over people's lives and opinions, uh, you can bring up whatever you want as well. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, open phones as always at 603-283-6160. In the studio with you, it's Ian. And nobody. That's 603-283-6160. want to say thank you to C and J Bartholomew, who are Free Talk Live gold amplifiers. Together they support what we do here on Free Talk Live. They help us advertise, market, and promote. That is what AMP stands for. If you want to help us do that, you can do it for as little as 5 bucks a month. 
over at amp.freetalklive.com. We really appreciate the assistance. It helps us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country and bring new internet listeners on board and expose new people to the ideas of freedom because, sadly, they're just not heard anywhere else on the radio in any kind of consistent measure like they are here. So if you like what we do, head on over to amp.freetalklive.com and get some cool perks and some benefits as well. Uh, we'll talk coming up here about what is uh, apparently might be uh, happening to some of these protesters in D.C., possible 10-year prison sentences uh, likely dished out by President Trump's own prosecutor. Uh, mm-hmm. The attorney general will tell you about that on the way because, you know, these people who supported Trump now may be prosecuted by Trump's own men. I wonder if they'll still back the blue after 10 years in prison. Great question. Let's go to Mitchell in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mitchell. Hey, Ian. What's going on? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, you too, nobody. Listen, I just wanted to clear something up real quick. Ian, you would use force to defend yourself if you were being violated, yes or no? Yeah, and also other innocent people, you can use force to defend them as well. So what if the government, uh, what are the individuals that make up the collective of the government? What are those individuals are violating you? Will you use force? Well, now that's an interesting question. It gets down to the question of, you know, where are we at with society? What do people think? What's the situation in that case? What do people think about those government agents? Because if government loses, if government people lose their legitimacy, then it becomes more, well, right, Let me jump in, because that's really what I want to talk about. I'm reading something here. It says a legitimate government is the one which is elected by the people of the, of the country during elections, which are held in a free and fair manner. Now, as far as it goes, and I don't know, but half the country says that it was not fair. Mm-hmm. So well, I don't know if that's country, half the country. There's the probably question a, is, is the government legitimate? Yeah, there's probably... And therefore, if the, gov- if the government is legitimate, or let's say if the government is not legitimate... I'll read this. Political authority grants members of government the right to rule over citizens using coercion if necessary, while while imposing an obligation for the citizens to obey government orders. Now, if the government is not legitimate, it means by extension there is no legitimate political authority. Well, and I don't think any government is legitimate. If they not have political authority, then they're criminals because they're impersonating people of great power and they're violating people. Well, Mitchell, I don't think any government is legitimate. I think that I it's either. always illegitimate. I'm a volunteer, use, Ian. Yeah, I'm, to I'm, use just, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to run a. A line here. Do we agree? Mm-hmm. But we agree. So the, what I'm saying is that the government's illegitimate. Therefore, these people are criminals. The politicians are criminals. Is sure. that correct? Yeah, they've always oh, been yeah. criminals. There was never a time at which they weren't criminals. <laughs> All right. So let me, uh, before I run out of time, I run out. I, I you put got time. Seven you got plenty of time, man. To better prove and show, establish that the system and the government is is, is not legitimate. Number okay. one, violation of social contract. I don't subscribe to that either. No. But it supposedly was bounded on that ideology. Number two, failure, failure to secure individuals and individual uh, individual rights, inalienable rights. Number three, yeah. no no unanimous consent of government. Number four, racking up an odious debt, also known as the illegitimate debt. Number five, inaction regarding prior violations. Federal mm-hmm. Reserve Act, these things just keep on festering. Let's see, number six, an invalid electoral process. Number seven, the individuals that represent the government basically... Uh, are, are being bribed or compromised. A lot of these people are being bribed. And number eight, the individuals that represent the government ruling class are impersonating individuals with a legitimate authority when government is not legitimate and no such authority exists. Yeah, now, there's question, no such thing as uh, legitimate authority. I mean, it's all just they claim fantasy. It is. 
It's well, they can claim anything they want. It's well, a pure he's, fantasy. He's talking about political theory, though. I mean, this is yeah, but it's still is, pure fantasy. This, but right, but, okay, it's, but, no, it's but, no, but a lot of people believe political the science is. professors would put them. Yeah, they do believe in that fantasy, and that's the problem. Oh. That's why government okay, exists well, because be people believe in it. With the believing people, because everybody's everybody, nobody knows what to do. Would this be a solution and, and, and actually a starting point to get to the reality that perhaps we subscribe to a voluntary stateless society, or at least a hybrid like a no state zone? Like by the way, go study Slab City. That's very interesting. But the point is, is there's a thing called a citizen's arrest that's within the confines of, quote, the law. But if these people are criminal, let's, let's put it this way. What if you had a million people protesting yesterday, which you probably had that number. If you divide so. that million people by 10, squads of 10, you have 100,000 groups of 10. Now, what if 100,000 groups of 10 go do citizen's arrest? And then what? And then you take them to, I don't know, Guantanamo Bay. There's some logistics here, but you can do it in phases, and then you can do like an arbitrative, or you can do a new Nuremberg trial, and you can try these people. They're criminals. Uh, as we you know what? I wish you the best. I mean, I'm not interested yeah. in participating, but I mean, you, know. you can certainly do that. What you would want to do would be to institute a common law ju- grand jury. That's and what the, that's what the citizens' them. arrest is about. It's sort of based on some of that, I think. Well, if you've got a mm-hmm. hundred thousand people or a million, for that matter, you could easily mm-hmm. just move to the same place together and ignore the government. Yeah, I mean, that's true. If well, you, why that's, don't you take your million people come up no here to way New Hampshire? You can face off against the, techn- the technological capability and firepower. Uh, uh, it, it's silly, but 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 the, the, the way the police do. We the people is they make sure there's five or six of them and there's one or two of us. That's right. That's why I've been saying it's about the numbers. Uh, exactly. You know, it's so it makes always more sense about. if people want to talk about going against the government. Why don't they go in groups of ten and that way or, or whatever? You have a whole bunch of people going, and, and basically it's not violent. It's not bloody. It's basically saying come with us. And they, 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 it, it's well, of course it's violent because you're saying come with us or else. It, yeah, it's violent as soon as they as as soon as you say come with us, and they say I'm not going with you. Well, Just like it's hey, violent hey, when nobody. they if say come with us. you and say come with us. What are you going to do? Well, going to fight them? I I don't know. It depends on the uh, on the situation. Right, well, let me, let me, let me it depends you, on. What if twenty of them came to you? Huh? Now, what would you say? Well, I mean, frequent, I mean, there's a lot of circumstances, like if they institute these uh, concentration camps that the CDC is advocating, when I would say it's better to make them kill me out here than to live a long time in a concentration camp. Um, well, last time I'll say, I mean, everything is, I was just, I was just throwing this out as an idea because it seems like all these statists don't know what the hell to do. I will tell you something. There's two, two things coming down. It's within the last out number of hours. There's two things coming down the pike there in the state of New York. One of them has to do with this quarantine business where they might just pick you up and take you off. Yeah, mm-hmm. concentration like, camp. It's like an intern FEMA type of thing. It's scary as hell. And number That's two, what I'm talking in the about. same week, they've also been talking about, I think they may have outlawed uh, bulletproof vests. In so, New York. Uh, You're saying in New York? Yeah, uh, New York. It's, yeah. it's, it's real scary. Yeah. Some of which the stuff is, they're doing. Which is like really they're, they're, they're interesting to, to make it illegal, for to make it harder for them to kill you. Uh, that's pretty uh, pretty amazing. That, that, you mean easier for... Be, if you don't have a vest, then it's easier for them to kill you. Right. Yeah. So they're making it illegal to put on to a vest and make right. it harder for them to kill you. And uh, that, to me, you know, you always have to be an easy target for for government. Apparently, is their is their new position. Yeah, I'm. 
I'm yeah. right there with Here's you the that thing. that's very scary development. I mean, Mitchell, and thank you for the call, Mitchell. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Um, you know, there have been people who've had similar ideas to Mitchell in the past. Mm-hmm. The most recent example are the people who wanted to kidnap uh, Gretchen Whitmer, the uh, the goon in charge of the well, Michigan government. I don't and, know if I'd use the word kidnap. I think I think they uh, well, citizens arrest or whatever you want to call it, yeah. but they are going to call it kidnapping. Okay, when oh when, sure, when just like we is, call it kidnapping when they arrest. The, that's right. And so the, th- the thing is, of course, federal agents were infiltrated into that group. It was probably the federal agents who suggested the idea in the first place. Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying Mitchell is a federal agent, but I'm saying that, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. the people who are suggesting violence as a tactic are actually mm-hmm. federal agents uh, and they want to set you up to go down and arrest mm-hmm. you. Further, it's fairly difficult to find the 10 people that he's talking about there may be 10 people out there who would be willing to do a so-called citizen's arrest as he's discussing but they're very very few and far between there certainly are not hundreds of thousands of them out there uh and they're not interested most people aren't interested in taking that level of risk but if I, you... I don't know if i'd agree with that i mean there are hundreds of thousands of people in the army who mm-hmm. certainly do are willing to risk their lives under certain circumstances the thing is i think that people feel they uh they don't want to risk their lives or lose their lives for nothing so uh they would have to be assured i think that there were a sufficient number that they had a reasonable chance for victory and people are you know rightly afraid of of the uh of the government think mm-hmm. think they're going to be very difficult to to defeat and they're right they are which is uh, why 10 know? isn't going to cut it and you know that's even if you're not infiltrated and taken down from the inside which you would likely be because mm-hmm. they're going to catch wind of it if not suggest it to you in the first well, place well with those numbers they might be sh- they might not have enough infiltrators to get all the cells so we don't have, there, there's not that kind of number it, th- it's th- true. pure fantasy look if you can get 100,000 people willing to do something they're more likely to be willing to move to a place and be more free which is why the that's free state project the new hampshire freedom migration doesn't require people risking you know federal prison more up. Look, I'm sorry, but you're in for a world of pain if you use Koinomi. The reason is their wallet doesn't support payments. The solution is simple. Let them hear your voice. Message Koinomi on Twitter. It takes five seconds and tell them any pay sent you because they're on the fence right now and your voice will prove that people care about using Bitcoin for payments. Go tweet at Koinomi now or even better, leave a review in the app store. They really pay attention there. Thanks. Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program here. Our number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. And nobody. Well, it's never fun to talk about suicide, but we really ought to talk about suicide here because, well, that's something that people are doing. Thanks to the government crackdown on our freedoms. It's true. Thanks to the arbitrary rule by these little dictators, these governors, uh, His Excellency, as he's called here in New Hampshire, Chris Sununu, the so-called governor. 
hmm. who has had protesters out in front of his house for the last several weeks, ever since he put in a uh, mask mandate. But the mask mandate was just the the you know the straw that broke the camel's back as far as the activists protesting were concerned. That was just what finally made them decide to go out in front of his house. And uh, same same man has been ruling over the children of New Hampshire who have been going to his government schools and have been subjected to all manner of arbitrary rule when it comes to masks being, mm-hmm. you know, mandated that at basically every point of the day for these kids that are going to these government schools. And now, according to the Union Leader, which is New Hampshire's largest newspaper based out of Manchester, the suicide of a seventh grader on Monday has left many with unanswered questions Hundreds of residents lit candles outside of their homes Tuesday night in memory of Amherst Middle School student Donovan Krauss, according to the superintendent of SAU 39, which is what they call their school districts here in New Hampshire. In an online statement, Donovan's mother shared her son's story and urged others to hug their children tight each and every day. She says the unthinkable has happened. Our beautiful son Donovan took his own life on Monday. We're just in shock and disbelief. We didn't see this coming at all. He has so many interests, hobbies, and zest for life. How can a boy with such a big smile ever consider such a thing? She said Donovan left a short note indicating that he loved his family so much, but didn't share any details about his suffering. So I'm certainly speculating here, as are others, that maybe the lockdown played a role in Mm -hmm. this kid's suicide. Because it's not very common that you see suicide among 12-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, that's certainly true. Normally it's, you know, normally if it happens, it's pretty newsworthy because it just doesn't happen. I mean, kids are, you know, they've got a lot to look forward to in life. There's a lot going on that, you know, is is interesting to them and they're they're growing and learning and why Mm. would they they take their own life, you know? Well, I mean, good God, who... I mean, a world where you can't touch anybody, where right. you can't even see a human face. Exactly. Um, you know, who who wants to live in that? You know, who who's afraid of losing that life? I'm certainly not. That's why I would rather, you know, go unmasked. And if I die, I die. But I don't want to. I don't want to live a life where where I'm you know, isolated. Exactly. It's pointless. It says here that he enjoyed playing drums and had been taking drum Uh lessons and performed with his family, but you can't go to drum. But never would be able to perform. Right. There's nowhere Uh to perform now, and you can't even take lessons now. Because what good, I mean, come on, what good are lessons if you can't actually be with the instructor? It's not going to be the same if you've got some guy over a Zoom link saying, no, no, you need to do it this way. No, yeah. I mean, it's just not the same, right? Like, whether it's yoga, exercise, or drum lessons, it's mm-hmm. important to have a person there so they can see your form, they can know exactly what you're doing wrong and right, and they mm-hmm. can make specific suggestions and show you how to do things right. And a Zoom massage is even worse. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, so sad stuff here. Um, the poor oh, kid. Now, it doesn't say in the story how it was, of course, that he uh, he did take his own life. That that much is not clear. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Well, usually when people succeed, it's hanging. Yeah, or a gunshot. 
uh, yeah, gunshot. Mm-hmm. I I'd say that's less likely at that age, but maybe. Yeah. Uh, so the school is temporarily in a rem- that, that he attends is in a remote school setting, so he's not even able to be in mm-hmm. person with his friends. Yeah. So he gets no contact with other kids whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Except for online. Uh, yeah. And that's not good enough. Yeah. Okay. That's not good enough to actually feel like you're a human being that is cared, f- you know, cared mm. for by other human beings because you're all alone. Yeah. With the exception of mom and dad. And, you know, you kind of get tired of them after a while. As nice as yeah. they might be, you kind of want to go outside and get away from them. Go run through the woods and do yeah. kid things. And and the thing is, from a kid's point of view, love from mom and dad is it's 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 almost like it's required. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't it's it's not the affirmation that, that love from someone in from someone outside the family is right you know um yeah that's absolutely terrible and there's going to be a whole generation of broken children as a result no of these uh these draconian laws and it it will be a uh you know and the longer it goes on the more broken they're going to be yeah Absolutely. You know. I think it's it's just terrible and terrifying uh, what it is that they've done to these kids. Yeah. And and maybe the best we can hope for here is some sort of a pendulum swing back yeah. uh, in a direction of uh, of people getting back together again. But that could also become uh, bad because they may go too far and, you know, you may see crazy, wild, uh, unprotected sex that could result in more, you know, STDs. Oh, that like fun. Uh, STDs being spread and, you know, people being irresponsible in the way that they sort of come back together yeah, over that, time. So. That, could, that could definitely definitely happen but you know i i would rather see an epidemic of uh stds of than, than stds this. Yeah. than an epidemic of suicides yeah. i mean i'll give you that most sure. of those you can treat with a shot in the butt yeah <laughs> or whatever um, yeah. yeah well the uh I, th- I think it's i think it's penicillin shots in the butt that they give you um, i'm not sure for what uh well i was thinking uh syphilis gonorrhea okay I actually had one of those because, and then it, it turned out that the girl I'd slept with actually had a yeast infection and Ooh. not an STD. Um, <laughs> but, but I went into the hospital and I was like, yeah, I think she might have had. And, and they, they were like, all right, pull them down. All right, then. Um, <laughs> Bend over. Again? Um, <laughs> that's how I got into this mess. <laughs> so if you want to weigh in here at 603-283-6160, yeah, I mean, I just can't help but feel terrible for these kids. Uh, Vince Vincent, who is a former co-host here, we had him on last night to talk about what was going on. He actually has worked in the school system in recent months. He was working as like a, a substitute teacher oh, in the government schools, and he says it is terrible that the uh, you know the teachers have to wear these masks constantly. The students have to wear the masks constantly when they go outside. They're not allowed to you know to, pay, to play outside of a sp- you know, a small play group or a play bubble or whatever the hell they're calling it. I mean, it is just highly what, restrictive. They have like a couple kids that are allowed to play with. And I guess. That's it? I wow. guess. Highly, highly restrictive stuff. And uh, it's not the way kids should be having any kind of an experience. I mean, yeah. it's like prison. And the kids are at no risk. No. You know, kids don't die of COVID. But they tell them that they're going to get their grandparents sick. 
Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, isolate the grandparents if you have to, yeah. but let them, let the grandparents make that choice because right. they might prefer to take the risk. I think a lot of them would. I think a lot yeah. of grandparents would much rather get a hug from their grandchildren and their kids than, uh, than to, you know, be completely isolated for the remainder of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's insane. Absolutely. And, uh, and because they know, the grandparents know how important it is to show that that appreciation that affection mm-hmm. to their grandchildren and they would i think a lot of them i know i would if i were in their position i'm not but i don't you know i don't have kids but if i were in their position i would feel that way i'd be like you know what i'd rather take my risks and enjoy my life whatever remains of it even if there is a higher risk involved in this yeah. i didn't i didn't get here without taking risks i feel that way at 50 i certainly wouldn't yeah. i don't think i'd feel differently at 80 so if you want to weigh in on some of the just terrible uh, you know, damage, brain damage that's going on out there due to these crackdowns and these government lockdowns and restrictions, you're welcome to join us. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want here. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up this summer, ForkFest 2021, the fifth anniversary, the fifth ForkFest. I guess it's not the fifth anniversary, but... This is not. Technically, it's the fourth uh, year after the first one. But nonetheless, this will be the fifth ForkFest. And you can learn more about the event by going to ForkFest.party. We will be there. You're planning on going, right, nobody? Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, there was an interesting um, discovery today. We learned that apparently the Free State Project, after initially saying they were going to be the week before the Fork Fest, because one of the reasons we waited a couple months before coming out with announcing the dates for Fork Fest was we were waiting on to see what the Free State Project wanted to do with mm-hmm. uh, their Porcupine Freedom Festival. And they had initially said that they were going to be the you know the final week of June, which is what they normally do with the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But then today they decided they were going to have their event also June 28th through July 4th. And so it looks like the events are coming together. Porcupines and Forkyfines together again. I think it's great. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited about it. I, uh, I did touch base with some of the... Porcupine Freedom Festival organizers today. Now they haven't announced who their official, you know, MC or organizer or whatever is going to be, but there are still some people who are who are involved. That I I did speak with one of them today because mm-hmm. the the big question and one of the reasons why Forkfest was formed in the first place in 2017 was there were some people who were disappointed with the direction that the Porcupine Freedom Festival was was going in with uh, just too much of a heavy security presence locking down the campground no longer just allowing anybody to be just kind of on the campground camping and mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know having like a security checkpoint and things like that restrictive rules on vendors and it was last year that they changed all that and for the better yes. uh, they made the decision to decentralize the Porcupine Freedom Festival and they made it so anybody who wanted to could come to the campground again during the Porcupine Freedom Festival mm-hmm. and and camp and not attend officially 
the Porcupine Freedom Festival. If they wanted to, they could, but it, they didn't have to. So that came back in 2020. And also what came back to the Porcupine Freedom Festival was a decentralized atmosphere as far as vending was concerned. Because ah, yes. That had gotten very controlling over the years with the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And they, they decentralized that. And it was a huge success because mm-hmm. they decentralized it. And so the big question today from some of the fork festers was, well, are they going to go back in the more centralized direction in 2021 or are they going to go in the more decentralized direction? It sounds like they're going to continue with the decentralization of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And if that's the case, and I think it is so far, my based on the conversation that I had today, uh, it sounds like both festivals can coexist and, and co-mingle and you know do all of that peacefully and i think i think a lot of people will be happy to see that happen because ultimately again if you talk to some people everybody has their own reasons for fork fest right mm-hmm. like it's a decentralized festival so there's no one who's in charge there's no one person you can go to and say what's this about uh because it's about different things for different people but i think a lot of us wanted to see the porcupine freedom festival sort of return to splendor return to uh, the golden days, if you will, the good day, mm. the good old days, and and the fact that uh, they've they've decentralized, I think, shows that the fact that they're willing to come back together with the fork festers and and all be on the same campground for the same week together, I think that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, you know, because you know, I I I'm still technically a, a member of the Free State Project mm-hmm. and. You know, I I love them, and I I love my my pork festy friends and my fork festy friends, and and you know, I just want to see everybody get along. Well, everybody's not going to get along. I mean, that's just the way everybody is. They they'll have their issues with some people, mm-hmm. but but what's likely going to happen is the people who don't want to get along, they just won't come. Yeah, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest of us will have a good time. Yeah, and it'll be good. So go to forkfest dot party uh, right now. Again, slated for June twenty eighth. Through July 4th of 2021, that's ForkFest.Party. Go ahead and and lock down your campsite now, you know, while you while you got the chance. Go to uh, Rogers Campground, book your campsite, book your RV site, or your motel room. Because if, if it's true that both of these festivals are going to happen at the same time, and it sounds like they are, that means you better get your campsite and or motel room right away. Yeah. Now, are they taking reservations today? Are they? Is there anybody in the office at Rogers? So wintertime hours are very, very limited at Rogers Campground. Obviously, they're not technically open at all during the wintertime uh, mm-hmm. here, but they do still, as far as I know, a couple times a week, they will still check voicemails. They will still you know, accept reservations. Now, how long it'll take them to get back to you, I, I don't know. I haven't heard from people on, on how long that takes, but... Okay, it well, is still an I'll make my call as soon as I can. Cause, yep. You know, now now that Bitcoin has made me a thousand air. Mm, nice. <laughs> so check that out, ForkFest.Party. We go to your calls and thoughts. David is on the line in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, a brief lawyer summary of the final hearing tomorrow at 945. But first of all, supporting your previous story, quote, I'm going mad staying at home all the time and not being able to go to school and play outside with my David, friends. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can you go ahead and switch your phone? Just go ahead and make a habit of switching your phone over to whatever mode it is that is the quieter mode because it's just it's so distorted it's really hard to uh, to handle. Yeah, okay. Um, Thank you. Anyway, so Albuquerque Journal article entitled Shadow Deaths of the Virus. Uh, those were the words written in the journal, school journal. 
um, for a project of uh, Landon Fuller of uh, Hobbs, New Mexico. I believe it was Hobbs who, uh, shortly after writing those words, uh, uh, killed himself. Eleven years old. Wow. Oh, How did he do God. it? By with the gun. Wow. Huh. And um, anyway, and the, the the OMI, the officer, the medic off, medical examiner in New Mexico said that uh, in the same article in the Albuquerque Journal that uh, the category unexpected deaths was up approximately 20% over the previous year in the uh, March to June period or whatever it was of uh, this year that just ended. Uh, uh, anyway, and she she said she expected that uh, a good percentage of those were suicides. But anyway, so I decided well, to give you that According to uh, the Santa Fe New Mexican, there's a legislative report that came out in December saying that New Mexico, which has already struggled with a, the highest suicide rate in the nation because, well, it is one of the poorest uh, places and most highly government controlled. Much of the blame says it could see a spike in 2020. Much of the blame goes to, they say, COVID-19, which we all know it's actually the government's restrictions, not COVID. COVID doesn't you know, make people kill themselves. Uh, and it says here it's the heavy toll that uh, has been taken on families from illnesses and deaths to lost jobs and isolation. The pandemic's effect, which again is the government's effect, has been particularly taxing on children, teens, and young adults. Their lives were turned upside down in 2020 with schools shuttered, sports and other activities canceled, large gatherings with friends prohibited. Hang on, David. I know you wanted to tell you how many story. grandparents would want to survive at the cost of their grandchild's suicide. Great question. The result could be concerning in New Mexico, where 29% of the deaths of young people from 15 to 24 were due to suicide in 2014 and 2018, and those numbers are rising. 855, oops, sorry, the number 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live, you can bring up what you want at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160 here in the studio tonight. You've got Ian and nobody. We will take more of your calls and thoughts, and we can also tell you about the new supply commander that Joe Biden is calling for. Supply commander? (laughs) Oh, you're going to love this, nobody. (laughs) Isn't the word for that commissar? Yeah. That's what they called them in the Soviet Union. They're not going to use that term. Okay. But yeah, that's basically what we're talking about. Don't so. come around, oh, oh, <laughs> there are commissars in town, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go first uh, back to your calls here. We got David on the line in New Mexico. David, you're back on Free Talk Live. So you wanted to update us on 
what is, I guess, going to be the uh, the court hearing for you in regards to your calls to a local radio station. You were calling the college radio station there in town, and somebody at the college station complained to the police about it, and they went ahead and arrested you for it. You've uh, beaten three out of the four charges before trial, so they've dropped three out of four, but they're moving forward with one of them. So what are you facing? Is this a misdemeanor charge, and what's it called? Um, yes and no, and there we don't know if they're moving forward. T- tomorrow is a is a pretrial uh, uh, conference, and at previous pretrial conferences, that's where the assistant DA decided to surrender to me. And so it's most likely uh, that that's what they'll do tomorrow. Is once again, uh, Raúl Torres will surrender. To David Olson hmm. and Fornigate well, we constables. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We don't know that for sure. They may, maybe they were uh, setting me up and dropping the previous three to put all of their energy into crucifying me on the fourth one. We don't know. We'll fi- find out tomorrow. But I'm looking at an email that I asked for for months and months and months from my court-appointed attorney and never could get her to do until I named her on your radio program, and then within 48 hours got the email I was asking for, which summarizes... uh, Go ahead. I just said sweet. (laughs) Yeah, which summarizes uh, her position on this, which is pretty accurate, and and it's very succinct. So the last remaining charge here is uh, uh, stalking. And so uh, briefly, stalking consists of knowingly pursuing a pattern of conduct without lawful authority. That's one element. Uh, directed at a specific individual is the second element. When the person intends, meaning me, that my intent of that pattern of conduct, I I intend it, and um, would place the individual, uh, the the so-called victim, in a reasonable apprehension of death. And so who are they saying was the victim? Well, the the, The uh, the people at the radio, yeah, the call screeners. Was there more than one? Um, no. Okay, Not, so. Well, actually, well, technically, technically, yes, I talked to two different people, or three different people there, but it was mainly the Elaine Baumgartel, the the director, was the one that actually so called. So she believes that because it. you called to try to get on the talk, sh- uh, the talk show that happened to be on the air at the time, and you, you know, and she told you to stop calling and you called back, that that's somehow a threat to her life? That's what she's going to try to claim? Wow. Well, the, I mean, did the you say anything the, like, I'm going to whack you if you don't put me on the air? But, uh, I don't recall that. I'm, I'm not James <laughs> from Arizona, after all. <laughs> well, good for and, that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for not being James from Arizona. <laughs> the, but the, the, the cop, uh, uh, Mary Grace Barreras, would have to have interpreted uh, the narrative from Elaine Baumgartel as fitting this stalking uh, thing. Otherwise, uh, Officer M.G. Barreras couldn't have written it up as such. But Oh, the cops never the, know what the law says. Mm-hmm. That, they they don't correct. have any clue about the law. Yeah. So to, to fit, finish this up, a reasonable apprehension of death, bodily harm, sexual assault, confinement, or restraint of the individual or another individual, and... The attorney's response to that is that uh, it was indeed lawful conduct protected by the Constitution and that it was not directed at any individual. It was whom I was speaking to whomever answered the phone, um, and, and, and I communicated with multiple different people, not, in, not seeking out anyone in particular. Right. 
and and uh, apprehension of harm. So there's really no way to uh, uh, someone's calling asking to be on the radio. You can't really convert that to death, bodily harm, yeah. sexual assault. And, yeah, I think and you're lastly, right, David. They don't even have a shred of a case here. No, no, absolutely yeah. not. This so, prosecutor is a monster for even bringing this case. Now, even though the cops never know what they're doing with the law, the prosecutor should, should yeah. have dropped this case as soon as he saw it. Now, are you handling this? Pro, are you handling this pro se without an attorney? No, technically, in this one, I'm still represented uh, uh, by this attorney mm-hmm. by a, a but, public uh, defender. The, yeah, the last. However, the last hearing I did myself because the attorney didn't show up, so I ended up uh, just handling the uh, the hearing myself. Wow. Wow. Well, best of luck. Thanks for the update, and I hope it works yeah, out for you. I, I hope it works out for you. I hope you tell, call up and tomorrow and tell us you're a free man. Yeah, for now, and then they'll just find something else. Come after you. For yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, David. Appreciate it, man. Good luck. Yep. Peace. Uh, number here, 603-283-6160. So, you want to hear about the supply, Commander? Oh, God. I've been commissar. holding this Yeah, I've been holding on to this one here. This actually came out, uh, Reason.com had this piece just after the election uh, back in November. This week, Joe Biden previewed several ways he plans to take bold action upon assuming office in January. Among the most immediately consequential would be his promise to appoint a supply commander to, quote, take command of the national supply chain for essential equipment, medications, and protective gear. Wow, that's straight up fascism. Is it or is it communism? Well, I would say fascism. it's fascism yeah. if they're leaving the uh, the nominal private ownership yeah. intact so the and just still directing it. That would be more like what the Nazis did than what the Soviets did. Overburdened hospital capacity was one of the primary concerns cited by proponents of lockdowns as the COVID-19 pandemic gained steam in the springtime of 2020. The system's continued potential vulnerability is now a doubly contentious issue. On the one hand, there are renewed calls for stricter lockdowns, which this was again in November. They're happening. Uh, on the other, there's a criticism that the system didn't improve under Donald Trump's watch. Biden's website proclaimed, quote, we can no longer leave this to the private sector. The supply commander should work with every governor to determine their needs and then coordinate production and delivery of those needs in a timely and efficient manner. Now, wow. Of course, anyone that well, knows they do say that Mussolini made the, the trains, trains run, run on time. On time. <laughs> <laughs> and the supply commander should direct the distribution of critical equipment as cases peak at different times in different states or territories. Wow. I mean, that's total central control right there. Oh, yeah. But if they want to raise the death rate from COVID, mm. and they seem to have been working real hard to do that, you know, to the point of using sick people as a murder weapon to kill old people in nursing homes um then i would say that they're gonna have they're gonna have a lot of death on their hands if they let the government control production well right now here's the thing so because government has already been mostly in control of the health care business right there's a mm-hmm. tremendous amount of restrictions and regulations on the healthcare industry so any amount of government control is tantamount to poorer delivery, right? Like poorer sure. uh, services, poorer quality, fewer choices, fewer options, uh, you know, and less competition means higher prices, mm-hmm. right? So there's already a tremendous burden being placed on these industries by government regulations. But they're using whatever failures that the industries have had 
and they're pointing to it saying, see, private, private business just can't handle it. Well, it's not true free market in the first place. Yeah. It's a highly regulated and restricted market. Now they're using the failures of, of that marketplace, mm-hmm. likely brought on by the government regulations in the first place, to say we need more government central control. Every government failure is a justification for more government in the mind of a status. 603-283-6160 is our number if you want to weigh in on the supply commander, which is the uh, proposal here and purportedly what he's going to put into play in two weeks from now. Hey, 603-283-6160 is our number here on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Moments remain here. Enough time for you if you join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian and nobody here in the studio tonight. We're talking about the supply commander that Joe Biden is saying is going to be uh, put into effect coming up in his administration. He was promising this back in November. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) You mean when a government bureaucrat gets to decide what happens to, well, certain industry sectors like so-called essential equipment, medications, and protective gear? Oh, yeah. Well, you know what they say. When buying and selling are legislated, legislators will be the first things bought and sold. Yeah, well, that's already been the case, right? I mean, they, these people have been <laughs> bought and sold forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, But, you know, the more power you give them, every new iota of power is a new chance to sell a favor. They've got one more thing to sell, one more come one more auction to hold and uh the best healed company is the one that's able to buy off the politicians well of course we've already seen during the government's response to the so-called pandemic smaller businesses have been put out of business and mm-hmm. money has been and wealth has been transferred to the larger mega corporations and if you've got a so-called supply commander that is now taking control of the entire national supply chain for these industries that's mm-hmm. going to result in favoritism being directed towards well as you pointed out the ones that are giving political contributions which are inevitably going to be mm-hmm. the larger corporations as opposed to the smaller more mom and pop manufacturers out there and that's going to even more likely put them out of business entirely if they aren't free to make their own decisions about to whom to sell and how much quantity and all of that, or where to ship or whatever, then they're going to go under and that's going to result in even fewer manufacturers making these products and putting even more wealth in their, uh, their pockets while making yeah. it so the products are even harder to find on store shelves and elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a nightmare scenario. Yep, but that's what's coming. Uh, this is from Joe Biden's website after he was elected in uh, in November. That's where the story comes from, Reason.com, reporting. Biden's website says, quote, we can no longer leave this to the private sector. The uh, Unquote, the supply commander will direct this distribution of critical equipment as cases peak at different times in different states or territories. They say, in reality, the healthcare industry, and this is Reason reporting, uh, uniquely confounds both sides of the oversimplified market versus government debate. Markets are essential to allocate resources in a modern, complex society. 
But the U.S. healthcare system lacks the chief vehicle through which markets accomplish this end reliable and responsive prices. The U.S. healthcare system's combination of large private insurers and government mandates and subsidies fuels a system where both doctors and patients rarely consider the cost of services when making decisions. And of course, the existence of health, health insurance and employer paid health insurance is a product of government intervention during right. world war ii uh unemployment went down to like one or one and a half percent well that's of course a good thing for workers because it makes prices rise and fdr fascist that he was uh decided that we can't let the price of labor rise and so he outlawed giving raises to employees mm-hmm. so but employers ha- still had to compete for them right so they started offering health Benefits. insurance instead mm-hmm. which has then ever since distorted the medical market beyond all comprehension because people don't ever have to ask for what the price of things are absolutely There's, in many cases not even a price set yeah for things. and and you don't know and and you don't care and you can't find out in some cases yeah, they, they look at you like you have three heads if you <laughs> Wait, say, what's what? this going to cost? Yeah. Uh, according to Reasons, is hardly a free market. Reform allowing prices to act as reliable signals would require politicking, legislation, implementation, and learning by market participants that would long outlast the current pandemic. This alone does not make the case for a command-driven medical supply chain, even in the very short run. I don't know if I, I agree with them that it would outlast the pandemic. The uh, I think this is a very variation on Orwell's 1984 war. Uh, the 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 pandemic is not meant to be won; it's meant mm-hmm. to be continuous forever and ever. Yes. Yeah. This alone does. Not, well, they were talking about if there were actually an implementation of a free market in healthcare. That it would take a while oh. for, for people to kind of learn how to do markets uh, again. And it would take a few, you know. Some, <laughs> but some how long would it take them to figure out there wasn't a pandemic going on when prices started falling? <laughs> the uh, They say this doesn't make a case for a national command-driven medical supply chain even in the very short run. Nor does the Trump administration's response leave truly leave supra- supply to the private sector, as Biden is claiming. The White House trade and policy advisor was among those sounding the alarm on overburdened supply chains early on albeit with undertones of the president's and his own economic nationalism. Well, not not just that, but they also sent, uh, you know, uh, hospital ships all mm-hmm. over the country to sit empty with no patients. Right. They set up mash units to do absolutely nothing while the nurses in, in, the, in the hospitals were dancing on whatever TikTok. that TikTok. Yeah, it's a perfect example of, you know, the central control and the fail of it, the failure of it. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Unscreen Caller. You're on Free Talk Live here in the final segment. Oh, Unscreen Caller. I love that guy. Yes, sir. Unscreen Caller. Hey, it's CW. I'm listening from KTOX. That's broadcasting out of Needles, California, but I live in Arizona, just across the border. Great station. Go ahead. Thanks for the call tonight. Go ahead. Hey, bro. It's cool that you guys have two hours now because they, they changed their lineup, so now you have two hours. That's we don't right. have to listen to the final hour. Thank you. So I know you guys probably already knew that. But anyways, uh, I just want to tell you, I, I don't wear a mask, and I won't wear a mask. Nice. And thank you. I hate wearing masks. Anyways. Thank you for uh, showing your face. On, on our local, on our local um, news things, they have, it says, oh, our economy is doing good. 
despite the pandemic. Well, you know what? Because our county didn't shut down like all these other damn places. Mm -hmm. They shut down. That's why our economy is doing better than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you're in a place in California? No, um, oh, he's oh in, you're no, in no. Arizona. Yeah, just across. I'm in, I'm on the other side of the river. I'm on Arizona because Needle's border is right, right here. We're in the yeah. tri-state: Arizona, Nevada, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, let me think. Yeah, I hear Dave. I hear Dave everywhere. Dave from New Mexico. He's a regular caller on KTOX on our local <laughs> station. I wow. love listen. I love listening to local talent. You know, and. uh so what they else, didn't shut else? anything down in your area of Arizona, or was the whole state that didn't shut down? Was it just your county? No, just... no, our county, mm-hmm. our county, our county supervisors, our city council, and all that crap. They they keep voting no mask mandates, and they wow. keep voting to keep stuff open. And we just got. An, I have to say this: they have an alleged sexual predator on the city council now, hmm. and everybody talks crap about him. His name is Wahid Ziri. And everybody hates him, but somehow the communists in this county ended up voting him in. Uh, so we, well, I, don't, we I don't understand how that works. Child molester uh, becoming president too. Well, he was actually he, he's he's actually a doctor, and he's done some stuff to some patients mm-hmm. and nurses. Oh my! Which is questionable. Right? That's why I say alleged. Did he I kill him or just touch him? Because a lot of them kill their patients. <laughs> I'd rather I don't know I'd I'd rather have a have a you know doctor give me a little feel up every (laughs) once in a while because he expects that you know we had a guy we had a guy in the jail doctor he was a physician's uh, assistant he wanted you to turn your head and cough if you went in with a sprained ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but you know what? Oh my gosh, our county is doing good. We're we're trying, uh, a lot of people talk about KTOX in Needles, California, mm-hmm. trying to get them to become a, a a sanctuary city and then probably try to get out of there and become part of Arizona, even though we're part of, across the river, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why not become us? We're we're right there. Just, just make the border yeah. a little bit bigger and we can have that part of California as ours, you know, as our I'm county. I'm all for secession on all levels. Counties should be free to secede <laughs> from one state and join another or just become their own. Yeah, and I'm also in favor of sanctuary cities. We need to have a sanctuary from the federal government, not just for immigration, but for the war on drugs yes. and for all of their the regulations. The war on guns. Yeah, all of them. Get them out of here. Exactly. And that's what's good about us. We are we are Second Amendment uh, county. There's no way they're taking our guns. There's no way they're doing anything. And there are plenty of people that will fight here. Thanks, brother. I appreciate your call, man. Thanks for calling and joining us here tonight. And the good news, it's nice to hear that some places are uh, pushing back and refusing to accept these mask mandates and all the various regulations that are going along with them. We're out of time for tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.